Hi, my name is Tracy Coral, and welcome to Indispensable People. I'm a wife, mom, teacher, pastor, and missionary, and I believe that every person should have the opportunity to know Christ, grow in Him, and serve Him with the gifts that He has given, no matter their ability. Over 65 million Americans have a disability. That's 25% of the population. However, over 80% of them are not inside the walls of our church. Let's dive into those hard topics, biblical foundations, perceptions, and world-changing ideas. Hello and welcome to Indispensable People. It is episode 27 and we are excited to share this topic with you. Hold on, hold on, men. Specifically, men in ministry, men in disability ministry, men and their impact on their family. So just recently, I was reading an article from, um, it's called Theology for People, and it is by Nick Caddy, and it's the impact on kids of dad's faith and church attendance. So first of all, I hear this crazy statistic, which I did not know, but Father's Day is the holiday with the single lowest average church attendance, lower than Labor Day, Memorial Day, and even the 4th of July. Here's the flip side. Mother's Day is one of the most highly attended Sundays of the year. What in the world does that tell us? Well, Here's a quote from Scott McConnell from Lifeway, who says, Clearly, mothers want to be present for the affirmation that is typically offered in most churches, but families are also present knowing their attendance will honor their mother. The attendance difference between Mother's Day and Father's Day is telling. Either churches are less effective in affirming fathers, or families believe Christian fathers don't value their participation in worship service. Ouch. So here's um, something that we need to take into consideration. You're thinking, we're talking about disability ministry. We're not talking about dads and how fathers impact their families and the church and all of that kind of stuff. But we are. because. Men have an incredible impact on the people they surround. Here are some interesting statistics, okay? If a father does not go to church, even if the wife does, only one in 50 children will become a regular worshiper. If a father does go regular, regardless if the mom goes or not, between two-thirds and three-quarters of their children will attend church as adults. If the father attends church irregularly, the kids will also tend to attend irregularly. So there is an impact. Another study showed that when both parents attend Bible study, in addition to a Sunday service, 72% of their children attend. When only the father attends Sunday school, 55% of the children attend when they're grown. When only the mother attends Sunday school, listen, 
15% of the children attend when they're grown. This is fascinating. Fascinating. So why is this important? Wait, wait, wait. I missed a really crazy statistic. So if someone in a household becomes a Christian, there is a 3.5% probability that everyone else in the household will follow. If the mom is the first to become a Christian, there's 17% chance that everyone else in the house will follow. However, if the father is the first to believe, there's a 93% probability that everyone else in the household will follow. That is mind-blowing. And what I want to say to you is that that impact that a man can make on his own family translates when a man serves in ministry, especially disability ministry or kids ministry. The impact is huge. Men may think, I don't need the church, but by these statistics, let me tell you, the church needs those men. They are game changers. They are life changers. They are impactors for eternity. And it shows, the statistic shows how much it changes. And so when we take a step into disability ministry, there are a lot of things that make men step aside. And, um, you know, they'll say things like, you know, women take more of that caregiver role. We have things in society now that causes um, the difference of how, you know, men are seen providing different care needs than women in a setting like that. Um, however, every ministry regardless if it's a disability ministry, a kids ministry, a youth ministry, whatever, has policies and procedures that are put in place to protect their volunteers. Some go as far as saying men can't change diapers in the um, infant room at church. Um, others just go as far as there always has to be two individuals, and um, they might say that they can't be related, so they can't be husband and wife, or they can't be, you know, father and son or father and daughter um, to provide, you know, safety nets. So I don't necessarily see that being a stopping point if you have the proper policies and procedures in place to provide those cares and care needs. Um, and fathers do nurture. They do it in a different way than moms. But that doesn't mean that they aren't capable of it or that they can't do it. And um, I don't know about you, but I live in a house with a man who can handle medical things better than I can. Um, he, he is the one who takes the emergency room trips and I take care of the other kids when he goes, if it's something that we both don't have to be a part of. Um, he handles, uh, listen, when it comes to the stomach bug and things that happen when you get the stomach bug, um, 
If my husband is here, he's the one that's handling it. So it's not an all across the board kind of thing. So I don't want men, first of all, to think that's not my role. Second of all, in the statistics that it shows what men, how men impact their families, you tell me that doesn't translate in the rest of ministry. So what they can do and what happens when they come full on in changes lives. Men are needed. So my husband and I coordinate a week-long summer camp. And um, part of the challenge is getting volunteers. And the biggest challenge is finding men who will willingly volunteer. Part of our policies for our ministry is that women serve with women and men serve with men. And that provides a layer of safety. But every year, we're always looking for more men to serve. And I also understand that there are other things that come along with that, where maybe the man is a provider and taking off work is not an option. Um, There's all kinds of other reasons why men may or may not participate. But the biggest one that I hear is the comfort level that men have in serving and providing those care needs for people who may need things in the restroom, who may need you know, guidance, direction, um, help in, you know, hey, go ahead and put your socks on, get your shirt, you know, whatever, whenever they're in the shower, hey, did you wash your hair, you know, that kind of thing. However, um, that is, first of all, I always say to people, um, whenever you're thinking about the care needs that you have to provide for someone else, Let's just say, for instance, no one really wants to do all those care needs for someone else. It's really not like, woohoo, I get to give somebody a shower today. Um, nobody's, you know, out there celebrating their excitement for that type of thing. Um, it's just what has to be done. And it may help or bother someone. Now we're talking things that aren't going to happen in your church. Um, But I think sometimes that's what men's minds go to. They go to the worst possible thing that they might have to do. And here's the thing. You, me, my neighbor next door, my family, whoever, we're all one health event or car accident or whatever away from someone needing to provide those care needs to us. I had that experience whenever I had covid And I was on a ventilator. Um, When I came home, my husband had to practically do everything for me. The first night that I came home, I hadn't been showered or cleaned in two weeks. And so um, I sat like a wet noodle in, um, it's kind of a funny story because we didn't have a shower chair or anything. Um, So my husband went and got the, you know, the wicker chair from outside that was covered in snow. And that's what I had to sit in while he took care of me in the shower. Nobody wants to do all of those things, right? It's not, you know, like I said before, it's not the celebration. Woo! I get to help somebody in the bathroom. It's just real life things that need to happen. And um, 
again, the church isn't going to incur, you know, they're not giving showers or dressing people and all that other kind of stuff. However, there might need to be assistance in the restroom or things like that. So how do you get over that? How do you take that leap, that jump? And I honestly really think if you go, if it were me, what would I want someone to do? How would I want someone to feel about it? How would I want someone to react when I asked for their help? If it were me. I think that is a game changer. And I think once we get over the caring and nurturing part of it and saying that, you know, that's not a man's thing, baloney. Again, women and men don't do everything the same and God created it to be that way. However, Men are fathers. Men participate in things that, um, with their children, that require them to handle some of those things. So it can transfer into, if it's a need and somebody needs it, and this is how they're going to be able to hear about Jesus, experience Jesus, serve God, then you know what? I can put myself in a place of discomfort and I can get past the awkwardness of what it might feel like so that I can serve. Because again, like I said to you, the statistics that we saw in the beginning changes everything. So here's what I'm saying. We need men and we need men as a part of the disability ministry. So how does that look on a regular basis. Well, let me just tell you how it looks for me with any volunteer. A lot of times I will personally invite people to become involved. I will share with them how I see something in them that I think would be a great impact for the disability ministry. Now, with that, at times comes a lot of nerves and concerns, and I don't know if I can do that, And so then comes an invite. Hey, just come and see. Hey, you know what? If you're really good at running sound, will you run sound for this event at my disability ministry thing? Or you don't have to be the buddy or the caregiver, but what if you started in a different role? That's one step. It's one step closer to seeing what God could do within a ministry, which then opens the door for a willingness or breaks down those barriers of fear, fear of the unknown, where then that man can step into a bigger role. I've done this with many volunteers. There's a few that it didn't work out with, and that's okay because, again, God has a plan and a purpose for every life. And he has a sweet spot for every person to serve. And sometimes that's not it. But let's not do, let's not skip out on that serving because we're afraid. Because that is not God tailoring your giftings to what he's called you to. That's you allowing fear to take over your choices. So open the door, provide opportunities that may feel less risky, that might feel more comfortable, and then open the door little by little to help them to experience and break down that barrier of the fear of the unknown. 
Because again, men have such influence. There is such an impact. And we need it within our disability ministries. Do I know everything about disability ministry? Do I have all the answers? Have I done everything perfectly? I have absolutely not. But we are going to continue this conversation so that people of all abilities can have the opportunity to know Christ, grow in Him, and serve Him with the gifts that He has given them. So join us on our next episode, episode four, where we're going to talk about putting people in boxes. 